What's up, everybody? We're back at the Par Bar. I'm your host, Mr. Rich D. Joining me as always, Mr. Vince T. Yo, what's up, everybody? The doctor himself, Dr. Twisted. What's happening? And you're on Island City, where the beach meets the streets. Watch how you say that, bro. Watch how you say that, man. <laughs> we got some uh, clarification from our HR department and our yeah. upper management. <laughs> that yeah. is now Island City. Island and City. only Island City. Yes. But we are a media group. Yes. <laughs> We just don't so, talk about it. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Apparently, it was too wordy. It was too don't wordy worry. to say. If you're listening, you're confused. Apparently, yeah. so are we. Hey, if you've heard past episodes the last few weeks, then you understand the reason behind it. Because yeah. uh, Rich D was having a hard time saying it all. Our, oh. Apparently, our show made it all the way up to upper management, and it came back down. Yeah. <laughs> and we and got now, clarification. And now the new slogan is going to be sent right back up. <laughs> <laughs> so I can send another one right back down because this beach shit is not gonna work. Goddamn, Barbar, fuck this one up too. Oh, no, man. we we are we are the proof the proof sayers of all yeah. the slogans. No, no one's QCing this shit before it gets to us. Yeah, <laughs> we're, like, we're gonna turn it. Part, we're right? gonna turn it some way where we know it shouldn't be said that way. Ugh. I'm like, well, everybody's thinking yeah. it. We yeah, just yeah. saying it. Hey, <laughs> put it out there. They're probably up there talking. They're like, they're gonna have too many drinks one show, and it's gonna turn out. <laughs> Bitch in the street. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. You don't think it's a too short song? Oh man. Anyway, we've had another great week um, of uh, news. Man, I swear yeah. it's like never ending. You would think it kind of slows down, but it only just continues the the ramping up of the the media and <clears throat> fighting big tech and presidents doing things and. I don't know, man. It's crazy. Anyway, so we got a pretty full hour. We're just going to kick right into this one. Um, President Joe Biden had a couple more uh, executive orders. He's he's had quite a few. Um, I think he now has the most, whatever whatever the case is. I mean, they all do it. So, Um, but one that affected, I would say, you know, twisted that you're more involved in is kind of uh, some of that labor, right? Labor work right. and right. Um, the gas and energy industry, which, I mean, I guess when you think about it, he did say, you know, in his campaign that he was going to be going green, a lot more um, green friendly. Uh, what the heck is that? Well, you're knocking out oh, a beat back there. I know. Apologize. Um, uh, so anyway, the Keystone Pipeline has been put on suspension, right? He's pulled the permits for it so that they cannot move forward with the project. Okay. So, so um, with that being said, he's kind of axed, at least they're saying, from 11,000 to 83,000 jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the number keeps kind of jumping around depending on who you're talking to. Um but you know, uh, when you know, when you start uh, rolling something down the hill, it just keeps on falling. You know, so you can only imagine that it's probably initially the workers, but initially the workers are, you know, somehow in some way they're related to some other workers and they're getting cut. Yep. Then you imagine you also take out the the money in that area because now there's there's people with no money in those areas and those those um, towns or wherever they're staying at. Mm-hmm. So then that's probably going to affect the towns and and mom pop restaurants or whatever's around there to you know support those workers right it kind of reminds me of like what happened with steel right yeah um 
Or you look all the way back to the building of the railroad, you know, as they would go through and they would build towns. The towns would flourish, and then when they would move on, that town would go to shit. Yeah. And ghost town until they hit the next town and build, you know? Yeah, you know, I, I didn't even make the connection between two, but I, I now I see that that's something that might be happening here. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to let you kind of speak on that twisted and, and, and what you've kind of noticed with, with this um, cancellation of the permits for Keystone. Yeah, so... You know, like everything, there's always two sides, three sides of every story, points of view, right? So there, there's a couple of things that could be said. So, so first of all, you know, a lot of these guys that are out there, or individuals that are out there working this pipeline, that's their job. That's what they commit their life to. They sacrifice um, family time. You know, they, there's a lot of stuff that they sacrifice. Like they don't have the luxury of seeing the kids' ball games or their daughter's ballet, ballet recital. Because they're on the road and they're traveling and they're doing this job and they're living in conditions, you know, doing camp jobs where they're out in the middle of nowhere in the wilderness, welding and placing this pipeline in the ground. And, uh, you know, so they, they really give up a lot. And so it really hits home, hits to the heart when something like this comes up and that job is swept out from under them, that, that carpet is pulled from under them. Um, in the Keystone project, what it, what it is, it's a 1,700-mile pipeline job. That was going to be delivering about 800,000 barrels of oil from Canada down to the Texas Gulf. And when, you know, Biden being a Demo- on the Democratic side as an organized union um, group, they've always supported the, the Democratic side because the Democratic side has always been the ones to support organized labor. Now here he's in office and on his first day one of the executive orders that he signed was to stop that pipeline project and pull the permits for it and it's halted so all these workers are out of a job so it's obviously created an uproar within the organized labor community about it um, you know because of these lost jobs but like I said there's always another side another point of view with the pipeline stopping, obviously you have the indigenous people of the United States, the Native Americans, whose land this was crossing because it was going across the Dakotas, it was going across Montana, you know, all that. So this is what we saw a couple of years ago with the standoff, with these pipeline projects going through their their sacred land, their reservations and stuff, right? But then you also look at the other side of it with the pipeline going through, there's a loss of jobs with the trucking industry, um, the hotel industry, the restaurant industry, because now you no longer have the trucks transporting it from one place to another. You have the pipeline delivering it. And, uh, you know, those towns and those gas stations and the hotels that these trucks normally stop in and frequent on these trips back and forth from the north to the south and back, they would suffer too. So, you know, it, it's, I guess you got to kind of look at it. What would be the lesser of the two evils with it? Um, as far as the economic impact, um, and like you were saying, you know, with the, with the pipeline, they're going through these towns. You have the Ma Paul businesses, diners, hotels, stores, and stuff like that that were benefiting from these large work groups being in the area and frequenting and, and, and giving money to these businesses and helping them out. But now with them gone or leaving, you know, obviously that economy and that local economy is going to take a nosedive, especially in these times. Um, 
so yeah, you know, it, it's it's a rough one. Um, and when you look at the whole going green um, thing, you know, people pushing for electric cars and stuff like that. But when you look at what it is that generates the electricity to charge these vehicles, you know, you're looking at the fossil fuels that are still fueling these um, big electrical generators to to charge these vehicles. You know, where you're looking at something like oil that, you know, or, or a, a pipeline project that goes through an area. When you see the difference in the impact of the landscape, it's night and day. You know, where you have a power grid of overhead transmission lines that go through. They knock down trees and everything. They run this stuff through. They have a power plant right in the middle of um, something. They're using water to cool. And they're, so they're pulling from local water sources. That has more of a environmental impact than running any kind of a pipeline where everything's buried in the ground. They dig it, they put it in the ground, they bury it, they grade it out, everything grows back, it's covered up, trees grow, bushes grow, you know, animals can, can, can graze and stuff. So there's not that big of an impact. Now I understand people are going to talk about, well, you know, when this thing leaks in the ground and yeah, I get it, you know, it, it happens. Um, but you're talking about a brand new pipeline and with a brand new pipeline, you're looking at, you know, 50, 60 years of, uh, steel life in the ground and with the proper type of protection on that steel pipe in the ground, it's going to last forever. And with the new project like that and the advance in technology on the, what they call cathodic protection on steel underground pipes, you know, it's going to last a long time. And, you know, with the inspectors and you know, the, the leak detections and stuff that would happen to patrol that pipeline to avoid any kind of catastrophic uh, oil leak or spill or fuel spill in the land, you know, that would, you know, obviously benefit the, the environment. But, um, you know, me, you guys, if you don't know, you know, I'm, I'm really big in the organized labor part of, of, of this country. Um, I'm part of an organized labor union myself. I'm big on that. I believe in it. And, you know, when you look back or look out and you see your brothers and sisters of labor that, you know, were flourishing with the job and that's swept out from under them, you know, you kind of put yourself in their shoes and think about the financial impact and the stress that the undue stress that it puts on you as a provider. And that was, you know, taken away. Um, and that goes for anybody that's out there that's part of any kind of an organized labor union. You know, whether it's, um, you know, grocery store workers, truck drivers, you know, heavy equipment operators, nurses, doctors, anybody that belongs to that. You know, imagine your livelihood just taken out from under you, that impact that it makes. And, you know, I just kind of wanted to speak on that and shed light on it. But, you know, I'm not ignorant to, like I said, the other stuff that that's involved with it, like obviously being um, that concern from the, the natives of the country and it running through their land. I get that, you know, I, I'm actually on that side where it shouldn't run through their sacred land. It's uh, pretty much desecrating, you know, sacred grounds, um, you know, and the other financial impacts that it has on the communities that, that it goes through and other jobs that are lost because of it. So, but it's, you know, it's one of those things, man, it just kind of sucks to, to, to be coerced into a certain vote for a certain party because they're supposed to be labor friendly. And the next thing you know, that's taken away from you by that same party. So, that sucks. Um, 
So, what about the question of um, they had for uh, Buttigieg about um, regarding the transfer of like labor? Like, why is it is it impossible to teach um, these old workers, these eighty three thousand, like a new job or anything like that? I wouldn't say impossible. But imagine doing a job for 20, 30 years, and that's all you know. That's your livelihood, right? And you've worked yourself up to a certain pay scale. And with that pay scale comes a certain quality of life for you and your family. And like anything, when you start something new, you start at the bottom. So obviously that pay scale is going to be a lot lower, and it's going to make that impact on your your lifestyle, your quality of living and stuff. And, uh, you know, like I said, there's a lot of old schoolers. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of old schoolers out there, and when you're talking about retraining, now you're looking at a world a workforce that there's a lot of new technology that's out there. That honestly, a lot of the older workforce has a hard time picking up on and learning uh, because that's something that they never even thought about doing because this is the job they were doing, you know, more manual, more hands-on. But now they're gonna be. I don't want to say forced. But there's, that's the other option, I guess, that they have to explore now is looking at something else that might be more tech, technical than what they're used to. So, and um, I think we talked about this actually maybe early last year during like the presidential run uh, briefly. Um, there was a concern about some of the, the policies out there were kind of spouting about. Vince, uh, maybe you remember, maybe you don't. Let, uh, we'll see, I guess. Um, do you recall when we were talking about uh, all these new EV trucks are going to be, you know, self-driving, and that there's going to be a big labor loss within the trucking industry, which is the one of the biggest, if not the biggest, um, industry in America. Maybe Amazon's up there too. But uh, do you recall that conversation at all? No, me personally, no. Okay. Um, it's kind of weird, I guess, now seeing and watching or hearing it now kind of start start the walking, right? It's starting to blaze a trail for EV self-driving um, semis, which are crazy. And that's a big labor loss. And I don't know if they're really trying to move as fast as they're talking, which is going to be, what, 2050, 2035? 2035, they want to do it with all fossil fuels. Um, imagine that, that you at... 40 shit my age um need to basically learn a new job you know what I mean holy cow that's that's nuts and you're learning it now to be prepared for 14 years later which means you may not even get income in between these this time or you'll be you'll be fighting right to, to have a job that's similar to what you had while you're trying to make this transition into something that's not even going to pay you yet, pay you yet, mm-hmm. and these are self-driving trucks. Mm-hmm. So your your job as a dri- as a driver, it's not going to be there. It's something else. Like what else can you do? What else can you do in this in this field of besides driving? Holy and, shit, that's nuts. You're looking at competing with a younger workforce that's up and coming, that's wow. more savvy on the new technology, right? Yeah. So yeah, it makes it it makes it difficult. That's crazy that's um and you know it's weird i remember andrew yang kind of speaking on this and um 
You know, he had some plans, but it seems right now like they're not giving any answers as, as to what the what what they're going to do for these people who are out of jobs. Um, damn. That's, yeah, what's, what's out there? What's out there that, for them, you know, that they can pick up on, right? Right. Um, yeah, I guess it'd be different if they, they had a backup plan, right? Yeah. Or if they had, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess to, to, to sign that executive order that quick, yeah. or implement anything that fast, and not have anything to, to you know, fall back on. Yeah, no plan set. Yeah, right. It, and you know, and honestly, this is why. Like I, I tell the youngsters at work, I tell my son, I tell any any youngster, um, talking to them about anything. You know, it's always good to learn one or two trades outside of what it is that you want to. Reason being, because if what you want to do, something happens and doesn't pan out, you always have that trade to fall back on. Always. Yeah. You know, whether it's, you know, learning how to um, be an architect of landscape or, you know, being a mechanic, whatever it is, something that's with your hands that you know is always going to be needed. Those are the trades that are valuable. So you should always try to learn something like that. Not discouraging you from, you know, if you want to go into computers or be like a web designer or anything like that's great. Do that. But it's always good to have that backup plan and a trade under your belt to fall back on at all times. Mm. You know, it, it, it does come in handy. And, I, and I've seen it out there in, in the, the, the labor world where, you know, guys move on to something else, but they will, you know, some, it doesn't work out and they have something to fall back on, you know, and it benefits them in the long run. That's, um... Man, that's unfortunate. I hope uh, uh, the best for uh, those workers in, in that situation. I, I think it's I think it's probably way more complicated than we're kind of even speaking on. It is. Um, but man, I, I do feel bad for those people. I mean, you know, you go to sleep on Fridays, try to wake up on Monday and go to work, and all of a sudden, you know, you know that that's hey, just gone. Hey, so, so some years ago, way way back, <laughs> I was in high rise construction. And uh, did a couple high-rise buildings downtown San Diego, and I was working on one in National City. And I show up one morning, all of us, we show up one Monday morning, ready to work, and a security guard standing at the gate, and they had the gate to the job site locked off, and he's handing everybody their paychecks. Because the, com- the company that we were working for filed bankruptcy, and they pulled up, and they moved out, and... You know, they paid everybody, but we had no job at that day, mm. you know, and, and, you know, I, could, I remember the feeling that they were like, well, shit, what am I going to do now? You know, in my house, you either work, go to school or you get the hell out. So, you know, I had to go drive around that day and hustle with my tools to try to get some kind of job to go home and tell the old man, hey, look, I'm still working. This happened, but I still have a job. Damn. Yeah. And, um, and that's the way it was. Well, shit, man. Hey, you're on Island City where the beach meets the streets. And, uh, and the slogan. Huh? And you're listening to The Park Bar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is episode, what are we on, four now? Five, Five, six, six, we're on, uh, seven, six or seven? Nah, four. Episode six. Six? Damn. Yeah. Man, January's over. That's it. We're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, going into February. Huh? How many months till Christmas? That'd leave us uh, 10 months till Christmas. Damn. <laughs> hey, that shit counts down fast. I think I'm bullshit. 
Um, man, we're just kind of sitting here talking about the weeks. We got some guests coming up in a couple weeks, and uh, we should start being live again next week too. So um, it'll be it'll be nice to be back and in, in live and kind of talking, uh, chatting it up, um, and drinking. Yes, shit. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, the base of the show, huh? Yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna get everything back in. Uh, it's kind of oiled out now. I got a new microphone. I'm now feeling more so settled into my yeah, my setups. He, I, I told you he was gonna talk about that microphone tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's nice. Um, Even Green was clowning him about it earlier. Hey, this, this microphone actually has a sound card built into it. Hmm? It's a crazy. sound card built into it. Hey, yeah. that's a nice shirt you're wearing. Where's ours? So, nice. Yeah, I got three of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kept an apple walking around with them. <laughs> they got yeah, cheesy crumbs on them, Kool Aid stains. <laughs> At least someone's using them, right? Um, <laughs> it's crazy. It has, yeah, it has a sound card. So this, I'm actually using the Elgato Wave Three. Um, Elgato? Yeah, Elgato. 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 Yeah, Tango Elgato Los Pantalones. Um. And it has, uh, yeah, sound card built into it, but it also has uh, mixing software that you use. I'm sorry, so this, what? Uh, mixing um, software. Mixing so you could change, like you yeah. could change your voice and stuff too with it. Yeah. Oh. What? So actually, everything. So this would go actually into the mixer, and then my audio would go straight to um, like OBS or into Zoom, and it's already pre-mixed. So you could change your voice That's to cool. sound like Akon. Yeah. You can do all, man. You can do all kinds of shit with this thing. And in any case, um, some more news. California's open. Oh shit! Let's so, uh, oh, shit. get out. We all yeah, are yeah. open in the purple tier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, which yeah, means we can know. have a, like outdoor dining, and uh, you got to have a saran wrap around your whole face. Bro, uh, <laughs> oh, I told you what this is. Oh, dude. Yeah. Okay. It's, so it's I want everyone effort. to say. I want everyone to say what they think is going on. And then we'll we'll kind of come to, to grips with what we might think or consensus. So I'll let uh, Vince Teague, since you haven't really spoke yet on the show, go first. What do you think? Why nice do you hair, think uh, Newsom has opened up on Monday? As of what? As Monday. What? Why did you open up on Monday? Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think his reasoning was? Pressure. From what? Shit from everybody. To be honest. Think, you think... Uh, I mean, small businesses, any kind of business that, you know, now that the vaccine has come out, I don't, you know, there is no reason to stay completely shut down. Do you think it's it's also part of that, um, the recall Gavin Newsom? Oh, that, no, oh, definitely. That, <laughs> he's not, he's not trying to ruin his career in politics, but I think that that ship has kind of already sailed, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't mean, think I would the, vote for him anywhere. <laughs> I mean, at least the the next time when it comes up for for re-election, I don't think that's gonna happen. I mean, yeah. he might try and save his ass now, but I mean, I don't I don't think any of us seen it coming, right? Like, oh, everything is just lifted. I'm like, oh no, I didn't, oh, like I mean, all of a sudden, was like, like yeah, there was no like because when he was shutting everything down, it was so like gradually, gradually. You would think opening up would be gradually too, right? Right, yeah. but. In this case, it was just like breaking news. Gavin Newsom lifts all uh, restrictions in California. <laughs> we yeah. done, son. I'm like, <laughs> but it it could be. It's such a bad time because like we all know that coronavirus is real, but like all the conspiracy theorists, he kind of played into that card. 
like like it's only political, like it's not real. Oh, um, you know, as soon as Biden wins, like within the next couple of weeks, oh, we're up. Man, I'm like, come on, man, like at least act like you had a plan and not just say, oh, we're over now. Yeah, it's like, kind of crazy too because New York open as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So right? I'm like, you guys aren't making a good point here. God. They're like hanging out the. They're like hanging out at the French Laundry together. Here, yeah, hey, what do you think, Monday? Yeah. Yeah, I love to see more people in here. You know, I'm kind of tired of too. I'm tired of hiding. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Monday. Hey, Joe, we good? <laughs> Kamala, we good? We good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting a lot of pressure out here. <laughs> we're getting a lot of um, pressure out here in these streets. Because I, I think he's at 1.2 million signatures. He needs 300,000 more. And uh, sorry, he's called. You, you, uh, you broke up. Oh, um, so he has. He's at 1.2 million signatures for the recall. He needs three hundred thousand more, and basically it goes. He's a rec- he's recalled. Which I don't even know what happens after he's. Does he have to like? Is he out of the out of it? And it's a new it's a new running for governor. He has to take the walk of shame, and the vice governor takes over, or lieutenant governor, or whatever. Right? Is it? Is there a vice governor? It has to be something. I don't know how the state how the state order of you know power works like that. Like in the. Uh, you know, president, obviously vice president, and uh, there's no vice speaker. I, right. yeah, I don't know. See, I don't, I don't know the chain of command when it comes to That's, yeah. the state. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I really don't know, but I would assume if he gets recalled, I mean, would it work oh, yeah. the same? So it's going to be, it's going to be a replacement uh, vote, basically. In the first part, voters may vote or for or against the recall. The second part, the voter may select a replacement candidate. They do that by throwing it with a blindfold and whatever name lands on the most. <laughs> short, short sticks. Short straws. Uh, Twisted, what is your, what is your uh, theory on uh, the, the opening of... Uh, the reopening of California? Yes. Well, one view of it is it's a big F you to all the local governments, right? With this whole uh, call Newsom going around, everything being mailed out. I think he was like, alright, then let's see what you guys could do. So he opens everything up and he leaves it to each local government to decide how they're going to do it. And now they're sitting there going, well shit, how are we supposed to do this? Right? So he's like, well, I don't know, you tell me. You wanted to recall me. So, you know, obviously you guys had the answer so do whatever you got to do. Um, but you know, there, there's a lot of lawsuits coming up. Like I'm here locally up in the city of Carlsbad, the unknown association got an attorney. And I don't know if you guys, you guys heard it in the news. Um, the attorney and the restaurant owners association was requesting the science, the data. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Science. Right. And the comment that Newsom made was, well, you know, the, the science is pretty uh, complex and I think this, they would have a stupid a, Christian Bell voice. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it would be very <laughs> difficult for you to comprehend, you know, and they didn't take that too well because like the lawyer said, basically, you know, he's insulting us and saying that, you know, us little peons down here aren't intelligent enough to be able to decipher and read and understand the, the information on the science. So it pissed a lot of people off. And you know, when I heard that story, I was when I heard that story, I was like, what the hell? Like basically calling everybody stupid. Right. So kind of places them in that, you know, holier than now category with that that type of a response. So 
But I think with that and the, the lawsuits and stuff that are popping up, he's feeling the he's feeling the heat right now. So you know, like on what you're saying, Vince, that that pressure, that pressure I, I think man. he's really feeling it. But um, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a trip, you know, for him to open it up when when you look at the numbers and the numbers are still high. You know, it'd be one thing if the numbers drop. There's a whole lot of hospital room bed capacity and stuff. And yeah, but. I'm just thinking in my fa- my in my head like I can only imagine like him getting ready for that speech on day yet on Monday. Uh-huh. And he's like, he goes, so what am I supposed to say? And then like his PR guy's sitting there like, here, you got it all right here. And as he's reading it, PR guy's like, oh my god, this sounds so bad now. <laughs> <laughs> I should have had somebody proofread it first. <laughs> He's like, yeah. he's like looking around. Right he goes, oh my <laughs> God, now that it's, it's being read out loud, it sounds so stupid. <laughs> Wait a minute. Stop what we're doing. Because I got to tell you now what's on my mind. We've been at this for some time. And I just want to know. Your heart is feeling just as strong as mine Cause even though we got some years in this It's always brand new to me You see the butterflies, my palms get sweaty My thoughts and my heart stay heavy You got this kind of effect on me So maybe we can, we can sit down And just wind down
speeches or whatever he like yeah updates he was given really comfortable really felt like you know i got this you know worries i'm just gonna lay out what, what we got yeah. this one he was stuttering fumbling a little bit he was like eh, and the science and the science uh you know now it's it's uh it's a 12 uh 10 percent and you know uh, why because he didn't proofread that speech first either <laughs> and as he's, he's going, like man, oh shit stupid. i'm saying this <laughs> what's the dude what's the dude uh, that read uh <laughs> What's his name? Will Ferrell. Um, oh yeah, um, when he plays uh, Anchorman. Yeah, well, I forgot the dude's name. Uh, Ron Burgundy. Ron yeah. Burgundy. Yes. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, California. <laughs> exactly what he said. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know, man. You guys excited though? Oh, go ahead, Rich. Though first. Uh oh. So mine was. Um, I heard a judge had. Um, the week before, maybe last week or the week before, had said uh, they went to trial about like having strip clubs open, but not all the restaurants closed. Yeah. And so I guess the judge was like, no, it counts just like a restaurant. You cannot have, <laughs> he goes, you got to lock down the, stress, the uh, strip clubs too. And hey, on Monday, he was like, oh no, we got to open up everything else. <laughs> yeah, dude. You know, uh, hey, a titty cut, a, a titty carries as much coronavirus as a freaking waiter's uh, like, handle you know, look, a glass of water. Uh, he's like, boo boo kitty fuck can't, you know, she she needs her money for college. <laughs> <laughs> got to support my baby that my wife don't know about. Yeah. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. I heard he was just like, oh, screw it. I'm not locking down my strip club again. Right? No. Oh, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy, I guess. Uh, <clears throat> I think. The damage is kind of done now, you know. Yeah. I think it's it's really taking its toll, and you know, I don't know that any of those small ones can really recover. Um, I hope they do. I hope so. Um, Especially but, the local stuff, man. That's been around forever, right? Yeah, I mean, Mike's Giant's Pizza down there in Paradise Hills. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much going to be closing down. Oh, sh- dude, yeah. that's a landmark, bro. Yeah. Which one? Mike's Giant uh, Mike's Pizza on Mike's Real Mike's Drive. Pizza. Oh yeah. Oh, it's closing. Yeah, they, they they're they're suffering really bad, and so um, they they're like over posting on Facebook and uh, if you're from Paradise Hills and all that stuff. Um, but that one's closed. The uh, the coffee shop on Rio was closed. Oh um, shit. So all those. Dude, you, gotta th- you gotta think about it. like they say. You know, if you start a small business like that, you have like a three year window, right? Three years where you're either gonna be, you're gonna find out whether you're gonna make it or not. So imagine being that small business that opens up, and you're in that three year window, and all of a sudden this shit hits. You're not gonna make it, man. Yeah. No matter what, you're, you're, you're treading water, you know, and you're blowing black smoke, man. And man, that just sucks. That just sucks, man. Especially with people who've invested their life savings or whatever into to starting that business, and they're yeah. out. Man, I, I mean, it's crazy. Because I remember Mike's Giant Pizza when I was younger. Like, yes. it was the only Giant Pizza company I was out. Right. And then, like, everyone ordered. I mean, you'd be so excited to see the Giant Pizza in the room. Yeah. Box what the hell? Yeah. I didn't know pizzas came that big. Yeah. And then, you know, and then they had opened up a couple more. But then, you know, as times grew, like, other companies started doing Giant Pizzas. And they kind of yeah. shrunk back down to just the original shop. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, definitely sad to see. I mean, I hope they make it through. Um, but you know, damage like I said, damage is done. The governor, you know, screwed this one up, I think. Um, so let me ask you this like, let's say the governor comes out and he just admits, admits he's wrong, he was wrong. You think that'll save his ass? 
Fuck no. Not now. I'm trying to save his ass back then. Yeah. Like prior to this opening. Back in like summer. Yeah. If he would have said, you know what? I I don't think we're, I I think no one knows what really what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm really. That would have been the best. Yeah. I'm going to really follow the science and uh, I'll let you know what we find out. And then, you know, present what you know and what you find out. Don't just tell everybody like, hey, this is what we're hearing at the board meetings and uh, we're going to close down everyone. Yeah, that'll make no sense. You're making fucking 16 people in a fucking meeting close down the whole whole fucking state. Right. When you're talking about- Shutting down travel. Yeah. You know? I mean, the whole state of Florida has been open since April and they've done exactly the same thing or they, you know, they just- they walk. They tread with caution, right? Do the responsible thing. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. Boom. And look, their numbers are lower than us. They're like, oh, what, thirteenth in, in the in the nation? You know what the sad part is? When all this earlier in, in in all this, when it was happening, California, and San Diego was like the we were like the 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 role models for everybody else because our numbers were low. Everything was you know being done right. And then once they reopened and then try to shut things down and then reopen again, just the numbers just shot up. And also, like, we were, like, the worst in the country. And then we're, like, the worst country in the world. And yeah. this is crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So, like I said, I mean, to just say, you know, we don't really know what the hell anyone's yeah. doing anymore. We're, we're all wrong. Right. But, you know, it's all political. So, <clears throat> um, anyway, you're on Island City. Hey. Where the beach meets the streets. streets. Yeah, we can't have any like charge small person come on and say that shit. Yeah. Dude, I would be mess that up. Big yeah, the the beach meets the streets, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess the last top, little topic we want to shoot over. It was kind of a big one. I mean, I'm sure everyone knows about this by now. Um, uh, Wall Street bets versus um, uh, Wall Street. So basically, all these hedge funds uh, were battling against uh, the Wall Street bets, and they're just a Reddit group with like four million followers. And these guys took on big investors, big, big, big investors, big hedge funds, and just slammed them, bro. They slammed them. Um, I guess because everybody knows kind of what's going on. I guess I want to talk more to the power of um, that movement, right? Yeah, kind of like. It was like the the BLM, the Trump rally of fucking the internet, right? You had, I guess a lot of people don't know this, and this is, I guess, my, maybe my nerdy side of me, of all these things that people are using now, YouTube, Twitch, um, Reddit, Discord, Twitter, these are all like nerd gaming realms, right? And I guess a lot of people don't know that, like, this is how nerds kind of roll. You know, like, they roll super deep, and when they put their mind to something, they're gonna attack it, and like, you just don't know what even hit you. Nerds they're tired of getting picked on for being nerds. Yeah. Nerds are the digital gangs, bro. That's they what I'm are. saying. They're, they're tired of getting picked on, bro. The best slogans, the best shit talking. Yo, everything comes from nerds. Everything, I promise you. And if you don't know that, um, so anyway, I was just reading it. And I and I and I, I was walk, walk, watching. And I was like, "Man, these guys are really going to do this, you know, with Wall Street." And they did it. And they basically took down one of the you know the biggest hedge funds out there, which is Melvin Capital. Um, and then the war how continues. They, how did they do it? How did they do it? 
Uh, so, if you do, you do investing by yourself? Uh, I started and then I got out of it. Yeah. Okay. Well, basically, like how hedge funds do this is they manipulate the market so there's like low. They manipulate so it works in their favor and it screws basically the companies over until they're in bankruptcy. Uh, right. So they kind of they kind of squeeze basically the last drop of dime and then they they collect. It's like that slow bleed thing they do to people, right? Right. But what happened was Wall Street Bets was like, no, fuck that. They're, I'm tired of like these these fucking big corps doing that to companies that are really good companies uh -huh. instead of trying to help them. So basically, they went in there and then just pumped it back up with blood. All of a sudden, this thing starts getting like full of blood, and these hedge companies can't 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 hold it because now all their money's going. So basically, so, they start investing into those companies that these hedge funds are trying to crush. Yeah. I'm building the market up on them. So now the company's worth all its money. So, you know, now the hedge fund has to co uh, cover all this this money. And uh, yeah, so basically, they had to pay all that money out. Wow. So they said they filed for bankruptcy. Melvin Capital says, no, nah, we're good. Um, but I can tell you that they made they made a uh, definitely a dent because... All of a sudden, on Robinhood today, um, and some other like low um, brokerages, mm -hmm. you couldn't buy. You couldn't buy AMC. You couldn't buy um, right. BlackBerry. You couldn't buy GameStop. And it was like, what the fuck? Like this is the free market. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you guys doing? You're gonna hold us from buying this shit? And <clears throat> I personally think it was so they. I think some of those big companies like Citadel and uh, Melvin Capital were like, yo. You need to put a cut to this shit, or we're not going to fuck with you. You know what I mean? Like, Robin Hood's probably bully, scared. Bully move. Yeah. The, Robin Hood probably got scared. It was like, all right, fuck it, cut it. And then tomorrow they're going to allow some some shares to be bought, but. Was that illegal, though, for them to freeze? For sure. Free market so that yeah. you can't. So there's already a, a class action lawsuit that went up in like two hours. Yeah. Out of them doing that. Like, yo, you can't do this. And every big analyst out there, on, on even on the news networks, Fox, CNN, everyone was like, dude, you can't do this shit. That's fucking wrong. You're, yeah. you're basically trying to push down the, the the guys who are trying to take on Big Corp. You're yeah. a free market. You put your money into the free market knowing that there's a chance you might lose that money. Right. And now you personally are protecting these guys from from being assholes, basically. Yeah. Fucking the, the average Joe was like, no, nah, fuck that shit. We're going to screw you guys then, you know? And that just shows you as a collective, you know, when you when we all come together on something, it definitely is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And when we split on something, you know, it's just a big old war. But yeah, it's, it's crazy. Well, and they definitely they definitely sent a message, if anything. Oh, yeah. And they're I mean, they're not done fighting, you know, like yeah. They're, yeah. they're going back in for round three tomorrow. Yeah, with that class action behind them, too, it's, it's going to help back them up, too. Robin Hood opened up their said they're going to allow some stocks to be bought. But, you know, if you have any of these other uh, platforms, you know, they're still open. TD America, Ameritrade was like, fuck it, let it go. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, I would I like even log into one guy I do follow is called the Stock Man. <laughs> and he kind of called it, you know, he goes, he goes, there's no way you fuck with big money without big money fucking with you back. True. And um, he said, uh, he said, the thing's gotten so popular that they had like Khalifa and Pia Mia uh, talking about Robin Hood and stocks and he goes and you know what happens when all these normsy people start coming into our realm and start fucking with you know the shit's gonna go bad <laughs> you know and that's true anytime yeah. as a nerd anytime you have some like normal people 
some like big name Hollywood people start fucking in your realm, you're like, oh, this shit's going to crap now. <laughs> so you kind of want to get out. But I could tell you personally, I'm invested in some AMC. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about it. The past couple of days, I couldn't even log into my account because it was down. Mm. So I'm like, is I wonder if that's their way of. Yeah, I mean that kind of block. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you know what? That makes sense because technically we can't say that they're holding you back. But I'm just like, it's down. If we we can't, if we can't officially log in and trade, what are we gonna do? Yeah, Um, it's crazy. It is crazy. But you know, um, what what hasn't been crazy lately? (laughs) I mean, true. (laughs) But is I mean, yeah, that that's true. Everything's everything's been pretty nuts, and it's uh, but it's for me. I mean, I enjoy watching the you know the uh, the low um, the uphill battle, the David versus Goliath oh, um, sure. fight. So, good luck with the Wall Street bets. Uh, I'm backing those guys. I'm, I'm a big fan. Um, what else, man? Well, oh, I think that was pretty much it, man. I think that that was that was a good brunt of the week. Um, you guys have anything? Oh, switching gears. Tom yeah. Brady. I was, I was thinking the same thing. Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, yeah. Greatest. What's up, man? Yeah. Greatest of all goat. time, bro. The GOAT? Is that what you're calling it? GOAT? Oh, yeah. Big time. Bro. Undeniable. Say it, man. Hey, you know, that, that season for Tampa Bay at the beginning was touch and go. Hey, man. I didn't think where they're at. Maybe. I was thinking, like, all right, wild card at best. Yeah. Yo, it's going to be a good ass Super Bowl. And he's I going against Mahomes, Mahomes again? Yeah, I can't stand Mahomes. What? I, mean, I don't hey. like Brady either, but... Hey, this is awesome because NFC, AFC, this ain't the same to uh, AFC. This is the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Old school versus new school. Yeah, he might um, have to pass that torch come Super Bowl Sunday, man. He might be passing might the torch just, to Mahomes. Or he might ride out in the sun. I mean, this time Brady got weapons, bro. That's the thing. Yeah, he does. Brady got weapons. Got weapons all around him. <clears throat> And so they pull some through. Um, but yeah, I think so. My thing for Brady was always okay, it's Bill and, and Brady, Bill and Brady, right? Like right. Bill, Brady, Gronk, you know, those as long as you have those three, like you're gonna have a solid team. Oh, Bill makes all these great players, and you know, he's he's doesn't need any like big name stars. And then I was really happy that Brady uh didn't retire and he went to another team and prove he could do that, it on you know, his own without he, Bill. Yeah, yeah, he's. It's really him that he's a big key factor there. It's not just Bill; it's it's him. Um, he probably calls his homeboy Gronk. Says, "Hey, I could use your help. Help me coaching. You know, mentor some yeah. of these young kids. Get them ready my, for my offense." Yeah, because Gronk was supposed to retire. Originally. Oh, he was already retired. Well, he was already retired, and he yeah, came and he, he, he came, came out of retirement yeah. just for, for yeah. Brady. Yep. Uh, and he, you know, he isn't having like a spectacular year, like not like when he was back in. Um, New England. New England. Who, Gronk or Brady? Yeah, Gronk. Oh, yeah. You know, but he's having, he's a decent weapon. He's still, you know, respected. Yeah. Um, And he just fucking does it, man. I mean, it was a great shootout. I love uh, Aaron Rodgers, too. I think he's yeah. a great quarterback. Great yeah. gunslinger. Uh, real competitive dude, but I was sitting there watching Brady. I was like, dude, he's gonna fucking do it. Mm-hmm. He's gonna do it. And sure enough, man, he just pulls it out. Um... And it's in Tampa, right? The, the Super Bowl? Super Bowl? Is I it? Think it's, I think it's in Tampa. 
Oh wow! It would probably make more sense since they're super open. Um, well, they fall. They, they fall in that rotation. Of yeah, I think they it was already pre-planned, but I think they are the first team to go to the Super Bowl with it being in their hometown. Yeah. So that that's kind of crazy, and Florida's already crazy. So I don't know, man. Tampa, like, yeah, for sure. So does this give Belichick? Does it discredit his coaching? No, um, I don't think so. I mean, he's still a good coach. He's he's a decent coach. Is, I, he, um, is he a good coach, or is is Brady that damn good that he made him look good? I think Brady is might be that good. Yeah. Dude, he's become a master of his craft. Really, you know, and you, you can you credit it to Belichick? Maybe. I mean, I can't say right, but he's become a master. Up to the point where you know he's proven now that he can go somewhere and still make it happen. But like Rick said, you know he he does have weapons around him. And obviously, that's going to be an important thing, right? Yeah. I mean, you could be you could be a Tom Brady and be on a team that has nothing for weapons. You know, is he going to be as productive as successful? Probably not. But um, you know, I, I I still think that Belichick's a good coach. He's still a good finder of talent. Um, I still think that the the game he plays of I'm not gonna put up with your shit no matter who you are. You know, you either you either perform or get the hell out. I mean, look at Cam. He's out. Who's that other guy? The receiver or whatever that New England had? He's out. So, but um, but not take anything away from either one of them, man. I think, my opinion, I think both of them are are, are great. I mean, to be the coach of a dynasty team like New England and win as many Lombardis and rings as they have, you know, and then for obviously the guy at the helm, Brady, and he's about to go and give it another attempt right now, man. Yeah. Um, for me, I thought Bill Bill was uh, a subpar, right? Like, I've always thought, like, I thought he was a great coach at Patri- in the Patriots, um, but then he had a he had a life before that. Which was right. wasn't like a wasn't like an amazing. I remember him at the Brown, the Browns. Mm-hmm. Now that was pretty much. I don't remember him. I think he was with the uh, Giants or something before that. But I remember him with the Browns, and he wasn't like amazing a coach. I think he had like one even one or two good seasons. Um, but Patriots, he like took off, you know, whatever. Um, who else did he coach for? But see, at those teams though, was he the the coach or was he the coach slash GM? Uh. Because in New England, I don't know. In New England, he's a, he's a coach slash GM, and you know it's shown that a lot of those teams that were the, the head coach is also the general manager are more successful than a coach who's just. Oh, got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Manager. Um, but I don't know. I, he, he, this year, you know, he did he flopped. So what did he go five and something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Brady is the goat. If he does this for sure this weekend or the next yeah. weekend. He's for sure. Like, yeah. All right, before we head out, call it. Who you guys got? Oh, I'm going for the Bucks. I don't like uh, Mahomes. <laughs> really? You don't like Mahomes either? No, man. He gets on my nerves. Me too. He reminds me of a guy at work. Like, they look identical, man. But uh, I would say that I, I would, honestly, I would go for the Bucks too. I like Brady. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, just, I, I, just I didn't like Mahomes Brady early in his early years, but... You know, in his later years, I started liking him. I'm like, dude, this guy's really this good, huh? And he's di- and he's 43, bro. Like, yeah. yeah. And I, I don't dis. I'm like, like you guys. I don't dislike Mahomes. I mean, I think, dude, he's he's a young quarterback and he's got a long, 
career and I think a bright future ahead of him. But um, you know, being the old the old man on this show, man, I gotta go with the old guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm there too. So me and Brady only like five years apart. <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes I think uh, the experience beats uh, age. Sometimes. Yeah, and I think that's what's gonna happen. I think Brady's gonna give him like the experience side of Brent Brady. He's gonna keep him off the field. He's gonna. Just keep Let me ask you this: You think time. you think he has better weapons around him now than what he did last year in New England? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. So, so the, that's why I'm scanning this. So the chance of him actually pulling this out with those yeah. weapons, much much better. Maybe the defense, you know, isn't isn't the strongest, but Brady's offense is good enough where they can keep them off the field. Right. He doesn't like you. Don't want to have a shootout with Mahomes. No. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna be methodical. He has uh, Fournette. Jones, uh, Evans, Godwin, um, Antonio Brown. Antonio yeah. Brown. Is he sitting out this week? Bro, oh, for Super Bowl? Is he sitting out? Suiting up. I don't know. I'm just saying. Just, uh, Dude, what they need is a, a, a safety blitz to come around and ring uh, Mahomes' bell again, like did a couple weeks ago. That, and that's the only way you really, you, you actually, you know, piss Brady off is if you sack him. Yeah, you sack him a couple times, and he yeah, gets he rattled. Doesn't, and he doesn't, he doesn't like to be touched, dude. He doesn't. Yeah. So it's a mental thing. So, <clears throat> uh, hey, what, real quick, what do you think about uh, them wanting to open up youth sports right now? Um, I think I'm okay with it. Um, and I think the reason why is because the NFL is open, basketball's been open, right? Um, Baseball, yeah. College is open, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you can figure out ways to have all those things open, you need to have. Youth sports open as well. Yeah, get yeah. these kids a, an outlet to burn off some of this energy, man. Yeah, man. With that being said, though, man, we we hit that hour pretty quickly. Check us out next week. We have some guests coming in. We're gonna be live again, um, so that's gonna be fun. I'm anticipating a good fun show, and uh, yeah, man. I think the year January's done. Yeah, yeah. on to. Uh, yeah, like mortgage payment. The mortgage payments due, man. January's done. Yeah. <laughs> With that being said, man, we out of here. Uh, you're on Island City, where the beach meets the streets. Escalators. Shoot. Shoot.